on AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2, and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live. A high fly right center field off the bat of Sano. It's back. It's deep and it's gone. And that ball's hit well into right center field. That ball might have a chance back to the wall and gone. Marwin Gonzalez. A solo homer. And like that, Twins now leading three to nothing. Was that yesterday on Fox Sports North, Declan? That was yesterday. Fresh. Those are fresh cracks of the bat. Can I hear the Miguel Sano one again? Because that made me all high fly right center field off the bat of Sano. It's back. It's Mm. deep. And it's gone. Sound guys are in mid-season form on Fox Sports North. (laughs) This is Score North Live on 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the Score North app. Judd Zolgad out. Derek Wetmore joins me, Rami Makloff, in the TCL broadcast studios. I was reading the uh, athletics piece on Eddie Rosario this morning, Derek, and about the struggles that he had last year. They were talking about mainly in the field. After he had the injury that he tried to come back from, it was a sprained ankle, right? That he had. Yep. It was a severely sprained Among other ankle. Among things, yeah. Um, and it really slowed him down. It affected his defense mostly, but affected his offensive numbers as well. And they were just asking the question: Can can a healthy Eddie Rosario get back to 2017 form when he was maybe the best baseball player on this team and was great offensively, was great defensively? And I started to think about Eddie Rosario, but then I started to think big picture, and the question occurred to me. Who or what is the most sure thing on this Minnesota Twins team? And you can get in at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. And what is the biggest question mark? It can be a guy, it can be a phase of the game, whatever the case might be. Who or what is the most sure thing and who or what is the biggest question mark for the Twins in 2020? 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. The question mark has to be pretty Standard, like I, f- I feel like I'm cheating for Byron using Buxton this. Byron Buxton aside, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna take that answer away from you. Byron Buxton aside, oh, well, all right, 45 <laughs> minutes of prep, then right up in smoke. Great, thanks a lot, Rami. That would have been my answer because, not because I don't think he can be a good player. He's proven that he can when he's healthy. But the if healthy is the biggest thing, and I feel like that rag has been wrung pretty dry this winter. Mm-hmm. We've all talked about it. The Twins have talked about it. It's a major underlying factor for are the Twins, uh, you know, eighty-five to ninety win team? Are they in ninety to ninety-five? Are they ninety-five plus? If you're going to be one of the best teams in baseball, you're winning close to a hundred games. We've seen that the past couple of years in the era of super teams. I think Pat Royce he said it really well yesterday when he said on the Twins show, the Twins have a pretty good ball club without Byron Buxton. They are great when he's healthy and doing his thing. I'm paraphrasing because I don't know that Pat would say doing his thing. But I think it's really that simple. We said this a year ago that Byron Buxton was going to be one of the biggest X factors in are the Twins going to unseat the Indians and it's AL Central champs. I think for them to not only repeat as division champs, but to go and do something in October, man, a healthy and Awesome Byron Buxton would just go such a long way to getting in there. He's, he's easily my biggest question mark. After that, you'd have to say starting pitching. Are, is the bet that the Twins have made starting pitching-wise, their bet, by the way, is 
quantity over quality, in my opinion. They've got a quantity of good starters. Show me a Cy Young winner in there. Show me your surefire game one winner in there. Quantity over quality is a fine bet, and it can work. But to me, that's the other big unsure thing that that I just don't know as we sit here today. Short of Rich Hill, because his status is always a question mark in terms of, much like Byron Buxton, can he stay healthy? Numbers indicate since 2015, 2016, he's a top 10 pitcher in this league when he goes to the mound. He's also bottom 10 in innings pitched because he's always getting hurt. And he turns 40 soon, and you tend not to get better and healthier as you age. I can ex- speak from experience as someone who just turned 40. All right, I can tell you flat out, I'm not the same guy I was two or three years ago. But outside of Rich Hill, I can't, it's not really a question mark in terms of the pitching, because I kind of know what to expect. I, I know what you're going to get out of the rest of those guys. I, can't, I have an idea of what you'll get from Barrios. Maybe he's a little bit improved on what he did last year. We hope he is, at least. Pineda, when he comes back from the suspension, I know what he is. I know what Jake Odorizzi is. I know what Homer Bailey is. I know what the bullpen is. Outside of Rich Hill, I kind of know what this Twins pitching staff is. My, the question I have about it, and it, it doesn't apply to what we're talking about right now, who are they going to add? I can't have a question about somebody who's not here. If I had a question about pitching, it's are they going to add and who? Yeah, I was just going to say. now in the trade deadline. So, so your biggest uncertainty is door number two. It's July. Right. I'm not so sure they will. Maybe they will. And yeah, it's a two-parter. Will they add? Yeah, And if yeah. so, how much and who? Exactly right. So what is short of that? Because that's an unknowable right now. We don't know what the rotation is going to look like on July one. We don't know their place in the division. All, all that stuff we we can't know today. What's the biggest uncertainty for you? Because I, obviously I'm going with Bucks, and you took that off the table for me. For me, and you're not going to like this answer. You don't know that. I, I mean, I do have a question as to whether or not, I have doubts as to whether or not Mitch Garver was the dude that we saw last year. And that's, I mean, that's a big bat in the middle of your lineup, that if he regresses or falls off the map and last year turns out to just be a pop-up year for a guy who nobody saw that coming from. And those are the types of guys who have pop-up years and then go back to being who they are as the league figures them out. Most of the damage that Mitch Garver did last year was on fastballs. you got to imagine he's going to see less fastballs this year. And can he lay off the other stuff? Or can he hit the other stuff if, if that's the route that he chooses to take? I definitely have questions about Mitch Garver, how the league will adjust to him, and how he'll adjust to those adjustments, because that's the name of the game in baseball. Everybody is constantly trying to adjust to what their opponent is doing, and then it's on the opponent, if they do fit, if the adjustments work, to adjust themselves and try and address that problem. I don't hate it. I have a question about Mitch Garver. Yeah, I don't hate it. Because that's of, fair. Because of his importance to the middle of that lineup last year? And the circumstances that surround him. Having that type of year, can he recreate it or come close to it? Or does he just fall off the map? Because if you lose that bat in the middle of your lineup, basically, you you break even with the addition of Josh Donaldson. Sure, yeah. If he goes back to being a light-hitting catcher, you basically just broke even in bringing Josh Donaldson in. So I think Garver makes the all-star team this year. I think he supports the fact that he broke out last year in a meaningful way, not in a fluky way. And I think he continues to be one of the Twins' best hitters this year. 
However, having said all of that, it's perfectly fair to have questions about this. There, how many, how many guys in your career doing this job, Rami? Have you seen that were one year wonders? Maybe even came with some prospect cachet, mm-hmm. which Garver did a little bit, but you know, not he, what he did last year. No, 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 no. Well, and he didn't come up. He wasn't getting the the praise and adoration that a guy like Royce Lewis is getting right now, or Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnick. He was a prospect. You had to kind of know prospects to, to to know who Mitch Garver was around the country, I mean. And honestly, dude, I just believe in his changes. Like, I, I get what you're saying. The one-year pop-up thing could be a fluke. You could say that about a number of guys, by the way. This just might be the most uh, and by the, the way, most prime example. Because as I illustrated beautifully in hour one of the show, people will misconstrue what we say on these shows. I'm not saying never happens. I'm to not. Me. I'm not saying I don't think try Mitch Garver with your points. can be that guy. I'm just saying that you, realistically speaking, you have to at least in the back of your mind have a question as to whether or not Mitch Garver can can be that guy and be that guy consistently. I wonder, do you think the Twins do? I always kind of wonder about this. It's like obviously they're never going to say. Eh. I think the Twins you are too I mean? smart not to consider that possibility. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. They His see, worst case outcome? They see what we see. They 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 understand that he hit fastballs almost exclusively last year when he was productive and that teams are probably going to give him a few less of those fastballs this coming season and can he adjust to that? I, the the Twins are definitely smarter than me in terms of, in terms of in terms of what they think about these players and questions that they have surrounding these players. If I'm thinking of it, you can be damn sure Falvey and Levine are thinking of it, right? So, last year, I've got a stat for you. You like stats? I do. You like stats? I do. They called me the stat guy at my previous stuff. Is that right? Yeah. And they, right? Would all, they would all start rolling their eyes every time I started reading off. Oh, here goes stat guy again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, okay, you like stats. I know I Declan likes stats. Mm-hmm. You guys could hang with me on this. Sure. So, Baseball Savant, which is uh, sort of a, it's a... It's a cool new... Newish, I should say. Website owned by MLB.com. It's posted there. They 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 run a ton of numbers and they help give us in the public a better glimpse into analyzing baseball players the way front offices do. Now, I'll echo what you just said. They're all smarter than me. Every single person that works for the twins is smarter than I am. But that's okay. Here on the outside, we do the best we can. And for my money, baseball savant has a number that that I like a lot in this case. It takes your quality of contact, considers your strikeouts, considers your walks, and say, hey, what kind of offensive profile did you deserve based on how well you hit the ball and, and everything like that mm-hmm. last year? Leaderboard, just so we're like calibrated here, so we make sure I'm not just making up a stat with a bunch of letters and calling it good. Here are the leaders in this particular stat that measures offensive quality. Mike Trout, Cody Bellinger, Christian Yelich, who got rich yesterday, by the way, Nelson Cruz, Anthony Rendon, you're Don Alvarez, Mookie Betts, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge. That that's the list. Okay, good hitters clustered at the top. Had great years in 2019. If you drop the need to have a full season of plate appearances to this leaderboard, Mitch Garver shows up on it. I mean, he's not at the top, but he is in the top 25. Mitch Garver, according to this leaderboard that tries to measure quality contact and say what you deserved as a hitter based on on, on how good you were, crushing baseballs and uh, not striking out and drawing walks and all that, Mitch Garver was 24th in baseball last year. The company that surrounds him, 
Marcelo Zuna, Josh Bell, DJ LeMahieu, Justin Turner, Alex Bregman. I mean, I think legitimately last year, Mitch Garver was an elite hitter, and it's just too bad that he's a catcher, and he got hurt. Two things that kept his plate appearances down. Otherwise, people would be talking about this guy as, as, like a, as a breakout star. Yeah, for sure. You know? So I think Mitch Garver makes an all-star team this And year. the article we were talking about, was it last week or two weeks ago, Mike Petriello from MLB.com yeah, yeah. talking about Mitch Garver. And he whether, loves Garver, too. And whether or not he he can sustain this or recreate this, he seems to think he can. And you look at the hard hard hit rate, average exit velocity. I mean, the dude was hitting the ball hard and far and as often as just about anybody in this league. You heard some of the names that Derek just read off in the same sentence or same paragraph as Mitch Garver. But I do think that it's still fair to have some doubt creeping in the back of your mind about Mitch Garver and maybe a couple other guys on this roster of whether or not they can recreate or keep doing what we saw last year. But, and I keep making this point, I'll make it again, there are at least as many guys on this roster who you can point at and say, they could very well improve on what they did last year. We could see progression and not regression from four or five guys on this roster. And you could say the same about regression that you might see from four or yeah. five guys on this I roster. Look at, well, honestly, when I look at the roster, I see more guys who could take a step back than who could take a step forward. So that would have me a little bit worried if I was the Twins. But I also see a collection of great players. I see a mix of... Young guys who are just getting established in their career, a mix of veterans. I wrote this yesterday for scorenorth.com. Tons of postseason experience, low key tons of October experience on this roster now. And I think that was a calculated effort by the Twins. So there are a lot of things to be super optimistic about. Um, the, the sort of fading is a real concern. It's really something they should be worried about. I, you flipped the question. You, you sent me a two parter to start this show. Mm-hmm. First, what are you worried about? What's got you concerned? But I you also about said, the second part what are yeah, you ahead. most confident about? <laughs> no, I want to know for you. Like, you got to look at that and say, okay, no matter what happens this year, no matter what, you know, good luck, bad luck, overperformance, underperformance, don't care. This guy's going to be there or this asset is going to be there. Something like that. This is, is going to be, there's going to be the easy way out. Not as easy as you taking Byron Buxton as the biggest question mark. But hey, man, I like to be right. On some level, this is, this is an easy way out. With all this that we're talking about, about guys regressing, guys improving or uh, developing, I don't think enough guys in that lineup can regress that you're not going to be a very potent offense this year. I just, even if Mitch Garver takes a step back or if Eddie Rosario takes a step back, A, you added Josh Donaldson. B, you replaced the offensive production of C.J. Crone at first place with the offensive production of Miguel Sano. And C, you just have some guys in there who I know are boppers and can hit the baseball, like Josh Donaldson, like Nelson Cruz. Even if a, even if a couple of guys, let's take Garver and Luis Arise. Sure. Let's say they come back down to earth and regress a little bit on what they did last year. I think that there's enough around them, up and down that lineup, to pick them up, make up for that, And this team is going to score a lot of runs. The offense is going to be a force, regardless of what else happens this season. The one thing I know, that offense is going to be a force to be reckoned with this offseason. I agree with you, man. Everything else could fall apart. Sure. But the offense is going to be a force. They're going to score some runs. Yes. I ran that uh, theory by a Twins official this spring. I said, you guys probably score a lot of runs in 2020 if this goes according to plan. And they said, finally. 
He said, it's about time we put some runs on the board. The phonetic, he used the F. I thought something else was about to be said. <laughs> <laughs> like, hovering over the dump button. <laughs> went, Can't say that. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Seven years in radio, first time for everything. Uh, no, I think that they are going to score a lot of runs. I think that's a bigger cop-out than me using Buxton, by the way. So I'm going to go a step further and be a little bit more bold to make up and to appease you, Rami, who mm-hmm. didn't like my first answer and then said the offense is something that you're confident in. It was a little lazy. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I was leaning on a little thick there. I can't try hard for two hours. It's dude. the food thing. It's still sitting in my crawl Man, a little it bit. it smells so good in here right now. I think that... It's hard not to feel great about we're just winding Declan up. Dude, I don't think I've ever seen him this upset. I'm sure he's going to walk out. Like, does that break fire itself? Are you going to have poopy face the rest of the show? I'm going to have poopy face, yeah. <laughs> I really want to hear Derek's point, but y- y- you literally derailed. You can just not comment on my poopy face. I'm sorry, Derek. <laughs> Carry on, sir. It's all good, man. This is what I expect when I go to Score North Live twice a week on live.scorenorth.com, AM 1500, and Rami's probably going to plug the mobile app at some point. It's totally free. Those go are the get three it. things Apple I can Store, count on. Google Play Store, totally free. So uh, my point for Declan and for anybody else who's curious <laughs> about this is like it's really hard to not feel good about Josh Donaldson's potential for 2020 i was i was probably the most vocal if you want to call it critic i I wouldn't say critic but just maybe like skeptic that that said hey five years four years of this deal guaranteed usually you know guys in their mid-30s who hit for power don't age super gracefully and this is a concern it's a risk that the twins are taking but for 2020 his age 34 season i think you're going to see a star fielder at third base I think you're going to see a sensational hitter at the plate. And I told you guys last week, I came away from my two weeks in spring training super impressed with how much he throws his arm around other people and says, hey, if you want to listen to me and I'll just show you the path, here's the shortcut, this is what I did. Maybe it works for you, maybe it doesn't. Take some things, whatever. I'm just, here's the blueprint for me. He talked the talk. And I loved how much he showed other guys the way. In the introductory press conference when he said, I, I, I want to work with young guys. I want to take pride in working with talk, young guys. Man. I'm a member of the Twins organization, and those guys being good is good for the Twins, and I that's good for me. He's just up there to win the press conference, and he was just saying that. Dude I can tell you firsthand that's not the case. He dude, was there to deliver on that promise. Yeah, dude showed up to camp and walked the walk. So Josh Donaldson is going to be a great player in 2020 for the Twins. There you go. Save that drop if you need it, Declan. And... I'll throw another one in there because I'm going to get a little parlay action here. Mm. I think Miguel Sano is going to be an awesome hitter in 2020. I think you're going to be pretty happy with what you got come the end of the season. If he stays healthy, no matter how the whole first base thing goes. I mean, if that crack of the bat we open the hour with is any indication. I mean, this guy can do some special things in the batter's box. I do You wonder a little bit about the strikeouts, but at some point, Outs are outs, and you'll take a guy who makes such forceful contact to be up there on like the league leaderboards when you talk about max exit velocity and even average exit velocity. Sometimes we overrate some of this stuff. The ball off the bat, great, cool. But in Sano's case and Nelson Cruz's case and Josh Donaldson's case, I think there is some quality of contact there that backs up that these guys are star hitters. What? Declan just tweeted. What is it now? You can follow him at Dex's tweets, D-E-X-S tweets. See, I got your back, man. Thank you.
he quote tweeted your tweet that had the picture of me with all the food spread that was brought to me by Jonathan Harrison from uh, Allianz Field. And said, I try not to swear on here a ton, but this is complete bull bleep. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you don't understand this. I'm the food guy. This is my beat. This is what I do. You don't see me trying to horn in on the hockey beat, do you? That's your thing. If he would have not brought me Judd. the cupcake and just brought you all the so food. So you prefer he bring you nothing. Correct. It was insulting that's just to so, bring a cupcake. That's so unappreciative. So unappreciative. That's fine. If that's... I'm Jonathan Harrison, break. you're out of my circle. I'm sorry for break. That's remarkably ungrateful of you. But right? Thank you. I'm just saying. Thank you. Usually I'm I'm alone here. Oh. I'm on an island. I'll just be Minnesota passive aggressive and <laughs> tell him I praise him even though I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well. I'm just being I'm being full frontal. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. We got to hit a quick break. On the other side, the Astros trolling continues on, and I love it. Oh, it's amazing, including from A Rod. Trolling? I don't, I don't say this very often. Alex Rodriguez was right about something. Gasp. You'll hear it right after this. Score North Live on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Mackie and Judd with Rami. You can win four tickets to Arnie's Cabin at this year's 3M Open through the Score North app. At the risk of sounding like a dumbass. Who's Arnie? Is that Arnold Palmer? Is that who we're talking about? You really about? don't know anything about golf. Is it dude. Arnold Palmer? Wow. I don't know. It how, could be a different Arnie. How what little do you know about golf? What's worse than so a dumbass? <laughs> Listen to Mackie and Judd with Rami. 6 p.m. weekdays on Score North and on demand on the Score North mobile app, Apple, or Spotify. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here for my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. of Score North. You know, just let them be rides. See what you feel. I just do whatever you want to do, all right? Yo, are you ready for the drop? Bust it. Hi, my name is... DJ Jazzy Judd. <laughs> the blow's like a 12-gauge shotty? Oh, feel me. Now, do you want to ride or die? <laughs> La-da-da-da, la-la-la-la-la-la. We ballin'. We rap all the time. Oh, we are so good at Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey there, it's Phil Mackie for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and Federated is here to give business owners out there peace of mind. You pour your life and energy into a business, and the last thing you want is for something to happen that puts you on the defense, and that's where Federated comes in. Based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over a century of experience in standing behind business owners. If you're a business owner, and you want some more peace of mind, go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about your local Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours. Score North, download a hangry Declan Goff here, breaking you through uh, the next half hour of Score North Live with an ungrateful host in Rami Makloff and his correspondent Jonathan Harrison. Join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Tierhard this Saturday night for <laughs> Score North's coverage of Minnesota United at the San Jose Earthquakes pregame at 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock, right here on Score North, scorenorth.com. And the free Score North app, also at that app. Matthew Collar broke down. You know what else is free? What's that? This food. Yeah, good for you. All right, carry on. Yep. Uh, Quarterbacks leave the combine with plenty of intrigue. Matthew broke down a ton of quarterbacks who are part of this year's potential draft class. Jordan Love, Justin Herbert, as well as our guy Jalen Hurts. We're trying to get freaky for Jalen Hurts, even though Rami and I aren't on good terms. We do agree 
to get freaky for Jalen Hurts. I'm on fine terms. You're not on good terms. Yeah, that's right. That's fine. And I totally get it. Uh, Kyle did a great job. He talked with Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports and also had some great quotes from Todd McShay. I'm just excited for draft season. Todd, Todd, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. I'm very excited for draft season. Check that out at ScoreNorth, scorenorth.com, and the ScoreNorth app. Now back to ScoreNorth Live with Ryan Makloff and Derek Whatmore. By the way, I'm always hangry because I'm an intermittent faster now, Mm -hmm. and these are the last two hours of my fasting window, and you sit over there and eat all the time. I'm supposed to feel bad for you now? Yes. Absolutely not. Yes. Thanks again to Jonathan Harrison. Jonathan Harrison. Uh, Minnesota United and the fine, fine folks over at Allianz Field for uh, sending a package with Jonathan today back to the Score North Studios and the TCL Broadcast Studios from their uh, tasting event out at Allianz Field today. I didn't know you were fasting. Go right get now. that food. It's. I think I'm going to make it just a permanent thing. Okay. I like. I like the results that I've gotten from it. I know. You it's down. Not, I, don't, I don't weigh myself. Oh, I, just, I see. I see what it, I see. What's in the mirror? I see how my clothes fit. I see how I feel, mm. and I like the results I've gotten okay. from intermittent fasting. It's not for everyone, and it's not easy all the time. I get really hungry for I will be hospitalized two. if I had an intermediate fast. You couldn't not eat for 16 hours? No. I, think I don't you think could I do could. It. I think you could do it. I don't think I could. This has got to be killing you, having all this food sitting here. It's then, not Ronnie. easy. It's not easy. You I got 30 minutes to go. 25. Who's <laughs> <laughs> counting? 20 with the last break. That's oh, pretty good. thank you, Jonathan. That's right. Exactly. Uh, yesterday, what did I say? Jonathan. Sorry, I got He's Jonathan hungry. on the mind. Give him a break. I got Jonathan on the mind, man. He's my new favorite person here. <laughs> I told him I love him on right. the air. I told him I love him. All right? It, it really happened. Uh, yesterday... This was on ESPN, I'm assuming, right? Where yes. Alex Rodriguez is terrible in the booth. Correct. Uh, he was he was talking about the Astros Jeez. scandal and actually was right about something. Alex Rodriguez put this on tape. Was right. Just tell you this, Maddie, from, from a guy who has made, you know, as many mistakes as anybody on the biggest stage. I served the longest suspension in Major League Baseball history. You know, it cost me well over $35 million. And you know what? I deserve that. And he goes on to say, is there more, Declan? Do I have another uh, soundbite? Not, not in the sound wall, no. Okay, he goes on to say that the reason the criticism, the trolling, the judgment of the Houston Astros has been so harsh and continues on today is because they were unapologetic. They showed no remorse. And he says, look, after I did what I did, I apologized. I was contrite. I showed remorse. And and people were willing to move on after that. And the, the Astro- second time, the Astros just haven't done that. I'm getting there, Derek. Okay, I'm getting there. <laughs> just making sure we're on the same page here. And he's 100 percent right about that. But now let's pick apart what really happened with Alex Rodriguez. If you <laughs> no, don't no, it's too long. <laughs> the segment would take too long. Okay, but there is some truth to that. That if they would have just if if Altuve got up there on the first day at Astros Fan Fest and said, "Man, we really screwed up," right, and and it was me. And it was my fault, and obviously there are other people involved, but as the leader of this group, I should fall on the sword here. What we did was wrong, and I'm sorry that it happened. I'm sorry to the, all the lives that it affected. You know, you I could write this speech for you right now if you wanted it, but they didn't give that, Rami. They gave the sort of ham-fisted defiance <laughs> in the face of this whole thing, which has just become synonymous with the Astros. And I think, I think that took the anger level from baseball fans to not only to a new level, but I think it gave it a little bit more lasting power. I think you're going to see this be a story 
all year long. Oh, I can't see this going, going away. This isn't going away anytime soon. I can't soon. see this going And away. I have the latest example of glorious uh, Astros trolling coming up in just a second. But let's focus on A-Rod here for just a second. So he said he came out, admitted what he did, and apologized. That was after he went on 60 Minutes, pointed in Katie Couric's face, and adamantly denied ever using PEDs. And did that for years until he was caught up in the whole biogenesis scandal. And then there was a trail of evidence that was undeniable for Alex Rodriguez, Ryan Braun, and anybody else involved in biogenesis. He had no choice but to admit at that point and apologize. I'm sorry I got caught. And maybe I'm being a little too harsh in that I haven't let go of that grudge with Alex Rodriguez, but I got a real problem with somebody defiantly denying what we all know to be true, and then when there is not even a shred of of doubt as to whether or not about these accusations about you were true all these years, now you come out, now yep. you're contrite, now you apologize. You said it, Derek. He's he's sorry he got caught. Cost you thirty five million. How much did it gain you? That's where you're way so, you're one step ahead of me this sorry. entire segment. Totally it's, fine. Totally it's fine. Not shocking that we're gonna see eye to eye on this. Great minds think alike. That's now, exactly he said, right. He said that that suspension, the longest in baseball history, cost him $35 million when he had to sit out a season with the Yankees. Do you guys remember the contract that he signed with the Yankees that they gave him because of how productive he was when he was a member of the Rangers while he was taking PEDs? So he signed for, uh, at the time, a record 10 and $252 million, I want to say, that with was, the Rangers. That was the Rangers deal. Yep, and yep. then I don't remember the new contract with the Yankees. Ten years, $275 million. I'll just top it. Why let's, not? Let's do a little math here on the air, shall we? He got a 10-year, $275 million contract from the Yankees because of the numbers he put up when he was on PEDs. That's why they gave him that contract. He lost 35 of the 275. Sounds to me... Like Alex Rodriguez made two hundred forty million dollars for using steroids or well, PEDs or whatever P E D whatever P E D he was using. Are we on the same page for this that you can't say two hundred forty million? What are you of counting un- taxes? Of unearned money. No, no, no. I think he got paid in Texas first, so he's probably okay. Right. But the I don't know how much of that was real and how much of it was. That's wasn't. my thing. I don't know either, but Alex Rodriguez was gonna be a superstar. Maybe not at that stage in his career. Yeah. He yeah. maybe doesn't Fair get question. the second mega deal. Fair question. So you know I, I mean? believe in second chances for in the case of A-Rod and for the Astros mm-hmm. in this case. But I don't think that means we have to forget what you did. <laughs> and that's definitely true with the Astros. You know what's crazy about A-Rod besides the fact people think he's a good analyst? <laughs> I actually... He's terrible. kind of like his commentary He's really sometimes. bad. He's kind of He's, you know, he's really, really good. bad in he's the booth. He's not good. But regardless, this guy, his brand now... Is reclamation, is yeah. is redemption, is salvation. A buddy of mine, his cousin goes to Stanford. And he was texting us all pictures from his cousin's Instagram feed of all these people that he's meeting at this conference that's going on at Stanford right now. Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. Steph Curry was there. And then he sent a picture with Alex Rodriguez. And I was like, what is, what is Alex Rodriguez doing there? He's teaching a course Yes. At Stanford. He's Alex Rodriguez is lecturing at Stanford about reclamation, about salvation, about 
brand rejuvenation. Yeah, I think he has a company doing this exact same thing. How did he become this guy? How did he get to mm-hmm. be this guy? This makes no sense to me whatsoever. H- high level experience about being publicly shamed. And yeah, I guess I guess he ha- I guess he has been accepted back into the public sphere because a lot of people like Derek think he's a good announcer and and are are willing to move on and just take whatever he says now at face value as no, a, as a base, no, 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 no as a baseball announcer as a baseball analyst analyst. All right, I'll give you that four hundred and forty one million dollars in his career according to Baseball Reference for Alex Rodriguez. Steroids paid off for the dude. Yeah, like you can't sit here and and. Describe some sob story where your mistakes cost you thirty-five million. No, your your mistakes made you how much, Declan? Four hundred and forty-one million. Four hundred and forty-one million dollars. That's what cheating made you, A Rod. I don't want to hear about what it cost you. That's what it made you, dude. All right, so don't don't try and spin the story on me.